Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? Very well indeed. So my first question for you is, your debut album went straight to number one in 2007. Was that something that you expected to happen, or was it a total surprise? Oh, the, the first album, doing, doing everything it did, was definitely a complete surprise, not just to me, but I think to everyone that was that was kind of working on it. Like we, all, like we all liked it, but you don't really... You can never really make kind of assumptions on things. So, yeah, when it went when it went to number one and kind of kept it kind of it's kept going for years as well. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's amazing and and very very unexpected. And does that sort of achievement put a lot of pressure on for the albums that follow? In some ways, it definitely adds more pressure to everything you do after it, but then I wouldn't have been able to do half the stuff I've done without that having done what it did, so it's kind of, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it definitely wouldn't change anything, but it definitely does add, add the second albums are kind of notoriously difficult, um, but I don't think that's just down to artists, I think it's partly the way the industry's structured as well, because the industry's very good at getting very excited about new things. And then, and then kind of drifting off of it <laughs> once you've done that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, yeah. It's with your most recent album, you allowed fans to be able to see the entire recording process by live streaming. Um, but you've also done other things, like you saw access to your Facebook page from your record label and you have your own Twitter account. So is that direct engagement with your audience something that's really important to you? I think the whole... Oh, the whole way I, I kind of communicate live as well is, is kind of, I'm not, I don't think there needs to be that many barriers. Yeah. And I love getting rid of them live because that's, that's just, it's just really exciting. <laughs> and you can do it in a number of different ways. You can do it if, I remember when, I think the first time I did the Royal Albert Hall, it was all very, it was very serious. You can tell when people are taking something seriously because of the surroundings they're in, and they're like, "Okay, we have to sit and listen. We have to be very well behaved." <laughs> and then I did something. I did something very, very silly. I think I did like a like thirty seconds of you spin me right round or something wildly <laughs> ridiculous. And just the whole atmosphere of the entire room changed. Like the air kind of changed density. It was it was amazing. And I think that that kind of works across the board. I think. My favourite thing for Twitter and Facebook is just answering questions, just because it's the one thing that very few people actually do. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be performing at the Witchwood Festival in May as part of their 10th anniversary. Um, yeah. Do you have a particular song which you love playing live on stage? Oh, a particular song that I love playing live is probably... I mean, if this is it, I did write about playing festivals, so whenever I play at a festival, it's like, it's like the song kind of coming home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one works really. And obviously, kind of Dream Catch Me is always really fun because everyone knows it. And uh, Orange Skies off the new one works works really well. Actually, that's kind of a I did that. I did a very weird festival slot in Germany where I was on. It's called a cool down slot. Right. And I was on just after the headline with people packing up gear around me. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre. Um, but I did. <laughs> I did that, and when at the end of my stories, they, the crowd that weren't mine, I didn't even knew I was playing. I think they were like, what's, what's that guy doing? <laughs> um, ended up singing the ending for 10 minutes after I came off, which was just amazing. Amazing. I was literally, I was in the bar, and they were still saying, I kind of put my head over there. I was like, still doing it. I'm still like, going. Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that, one's, that one I've done. And also just done... 
just done a whole kind of UK tour, which, to be honest, was the, I think the best tour I've ever done. Amazing. Just uh, everything stepped up a notch. And when you're, when you're sort of a solo artist on a UK tour, how does that compare to being involved in a festival where you're sort of on the bill with a number of other people? I think festivals are kind of the perfect mixture of kind of headline and support slots. Because I love support slots. I really, I kind of turned it into a bit of a science just because it kind of fascinates me. I just love the fact that, okay, so you've got a whole bunch of people there. You've got absolutely nothing to lose because if you are rubbish, they will not remember. <laughs> and if you're really good, it's a massive bonus. Yeah. So basically, it's all or nothing and you kind of you just need to give them something to talk about. And it doesn't, I, I realize it doesn't, really matter what <laughs> you just have to do something that they talk about on the drive home after seeing kind of an hour and a half in somewhere else what are some of the um, best so reports really... you've seen based on that based on that science what have you seen some really memorable ones that have done crazy things oh i was trying to think who's my and i said well i saw the yeah 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 it's really early on they were supporting john spencer blues explosion cool which was a that was a good night i seen it's like yeah. what was that it was, that was electric ball um but yeah, that was that was brilliant. I'm trying to think of anyone that's done anything that particularly sticks out in my head. Oh, strip one. <laughs> um, I'll keep thinking about that while I talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we'll we'll come back to <laughs> that. Um, so also on the lineup this year at Witchwood Festival are the Boomtown Rats. How does it feel to be billed along such an iconic group such as theirs? Thanks. Yeah, they're a, they're a big one. That's huge. That's, I mean, I've met I've met them around the place a few times, always very briefly. But you say, yeah, it seems really nice. It should be. Should get, who else is playing? Cause I don't, I don't, oh, there's a whole lot. They've got the Levelers, the Stranglers, 10cc's Graham Goldman, Gary Delaney, wow. Justin Fletcher from CBBS, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, the Real Thing, um, Gentleman's Dub Club, Bipolar Sunshine. There's loads. It's a, it's, it's a huge thing. And they've got their annual family festival as well. So there's uh, loads of things mm. for the kids as well, like the Kids Literature Festival and some comedy. So... Oh, yeah, amazing. There really That's is just... something for everyone there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. Um, no, I can't wait. I've got one more question for you, which is about mm-hmm. your iconic cover of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, which character <sighs> from the show would you say is most like you? We've been chatting a lot about it today in the office, and um, I'm a bit alarmed that some <laughs> of the team have said I'm a cross between Squidward and Sandy Cheeks, which I don't think says very much about me because it, it makes me sound a bit erratic. But who would you say um, is most like you from the show? Oh, I'm, just trying, I'm trying to analyse myself. Analysis <laughs> is always slightly tricky. I'm not, not quite stupid enough to be Patrick. I'm borderline. <laughs> I think I quite tick all the Patrick boxes. <laughs> Definitely quite enthusiastic about most things. I'm probably closer to to SpongeBob than um, Squidward. Nice. Well, you've come out of that better than I have, at least. Yeah. Yeah, but my instant fear was please don't, please no one say that I'm Patrick. That was my first fear. <laughs> when you mentioned it, it's like, oh come on. I'm probably closer to Mr. Krabs than anywhere else, and he's the guy that sings the same thing as well. And he's also, do you know, he does his voice. Go on. The guy that does the voice and sings the theme tune is um, the big guard in Shawshank Redemption. No. Yeah. That's good knowledge. And he looks amazing now. He, he, <laughs> I saw an interview with him. And he's grown like a really mighty beard. 
And he was wearing like a fisherman's hat, like a classic kind of life aquatic. <laughs> he looked amazing. Yeah, he's on good fun. Anyway. Brilliant. Well, that, that that's it from me. Thank you so much for t- taking the time to speak to us. And, oh, uh, Pleasure, man. And can't wait to uh, see your set when you're at Witchwood Festival. It should be good. I think we're going to bring everyone that we had on tour as well. So it's, uh, it's me with some other people, which hasn't happened very often. Cool. For the first tour I've had stuff. All right, thank you so, so much. Take care. I'll see you in a bit. Bye-bye. Book your tickets to Witchwood Festival's 10th Anniversary Festival at swindontheatres.co.uk.